Welcome to Conspiracy What? A podcast. Home of mysteries, things that aren't yet known, and the unknown. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> All of that. I'm Allie. And I'm Jen. And I'm Cameron. <laughs> Today we're talking about a ghost ship. I guess is technically what it's referred to as. Um, it is referred to as a ghost ship. I'm, I'm trying to figure out why. I guess Maybe. any ship that is abandoned with no trace of its crew is a ghost ship. Although, I feel like ghost ship is more fun if it's literally a spirit ship mm. that is not real. That would be more fun for the people who don't find it. What? Wasn't the, um, what, what was Davy Jones's ship called? The Flying Dutchman. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Wasn't that a ghost ship? Yes. Technically. That one was not real. But it is real. But it's not real. It's physical, though. It can manifest, so it can be physical. It exists in a different realm and it comes to our realm sometimes. The Mary Celeste does not do that. The Mary Celeste does not do that. No, we're talking about, we're not talking about something supernatural. We're talking about a very physical boat. I mean, maybe, but the boat itself is very real. um, And it's just a very weird, creepy story. One of the uh, videos I watched, the guy named all the different, like, woods that they made the Mary Celeste out of. Why like, and how did he find this Pine and birch and all. And he's like, that's a lot of wood. It's a varietal ship of wood. Like, okay. He was trying to be funny and then it just got awkward. But he named, yeah, he was like, it was made out of. Why didn't he make some kind of wood joke? Cam, make it better. He sounds a little wooden. It's the best I got. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> so the year so. is... 1872? Indeed. It is. In December on the Atlantic. Burr. Now, wait a second. When it was the Amazon, was its, well, its maiden voyage wasn't 1872, was it the year before? No, its maiden voyage was actually somewhere in, I think, 65 to 67. Oh, okay. I couldn't get like a clear visual on that. I guess it but... probably took some time to rebuild it after it ran aground what like three times oh uh, yeah they're literally like three <laughs> times yeah we'll we'll talk we'll so get more into that never yeah. been able to drive sure <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit different anyway are Just we gonna get into this can we yeah let's can we talk this. about okay this? 10 people sailed on the mary celeste all of them are fucking gone we don't know why they were meant they... to sail from new york city to italy genoa there was a British brig called the De Gratia, and um, it was about 400 miles east of the Azores Islands, if that's how you say that. Azores? I don't know. Um, and they spotted the Mary Celeste just kind of drifting out there, and they tried to signal them, and they got no response, so they went over and boarded the ship and found absolutely fucking nothing. So they were like, free ship! Yeah. They were like, hey, sweet, we can get some insurance money off of this. Because apparently that's a law that we'll get to. But wasn't it like, I heard, I, I heard on a podcast like that it was all, like, it was like the crew had been ready to sit down to dinner. Like, the captain's dining table was set. I saw that on something. So it yeah. was like... Yes. They were mid, like, just like, okay, it's dinner time, and then poof. I read that those are supposedly just myths about this and that there's a lot of different variations because like another one that i read said that like all of the like maps that they had were open out on the table and there was like fresh bread that was sitting there Mm -hmm. right next to it like someone had been eating and then they just ditched so a lot of those stories came from what i could tell those aren't true according to the logs at least so gotcha yeah all right so basically what they what they found when they boarded the ship is that um Allegedly, this is apparently just one account. That's what we were saying. There's a, mul- a bunch, of, a bunch of different ones. Maybe I'll just read this quote. This is from an article, but I liked the way they put it, so I'll just read it. Below decks, the ship's charts had been tossed about, and the crewmen's belongings were still in their quarters. The ship's only lifeboat was missing, and one of its two pumps had been disassembled. Three and a half feet of water was sloshing in the ship's bottom, through the cargo of seventeen hundred and one barrels of industrial alcohol and it was largely intact. There was a six-month supply of food and water, but not of soul to consume it. <laughs> da, 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 da. It seems like in this case, I noticed that a lot of stories seem to gloss over the fact that ten people are fucking missing. 
Yeah, it's more like weird that there's an abandoned ship. And yeah, and they're all like weird, empty boat. Maybe they tried to downplay it so that someone could like cash in. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, like where, uh, did they I search mean, they for just, the people? They just like left it sitting there. So <laughs> did I didn't see anything that said that they actually like searched the surrounding islands for people. Or- they didn't search the surrounding islands. No, they didn't search the Azores, which are the only things that were close. I mean, there's islands all over there, which are the Azores, but. They didn't actually search those. So why they, did these fucking people they go? They towed the boat, or they didn't tow it. I guess they sailed it. Mm-hmm. But they sailed it just to the British Isles, I think. So no, we, they they went to Gibraltar. Oh, oh yeah, they? that's right. Oh, okay, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a map, but yeah. they did. Yeah. So yeah, that is the question. Yeah. Where, where did they Let's go? Get the I mean, that's shit. the whole point of this. Yeah, is where did the people go? Right. Well. So just history. yeah, just to start off, just with the history of this, real quick. Because the Mary Celeste was not originally the Mary Celeste. As Jen said, it was originally called the Amazon. Um, I don't really know why, to be honest. Because it was built in Nova Scotia. Yeah. Nova so it's Scotia. not its not like it ever needed... I don't know. Who knows why yeah. white people do what they do. They're like, it sounds <laughs> it sounds exotic. It's <laughs> exactly <laughs> gotta what it is. got to make it white. We're way up in the you know Arctic north we'll call it amazon arctic north but this thing has been canada it's been i mean this thing is like essentially that car that what's his face wrecked who wrecked that james dean oh james dean yeah Um, this was similar so this there's like a cursed car thing that we could get into in a different episode but anyway this is a similar thing (laughs) yeah and sailors i think sailors were naturally superstitious anyway there you hear a lot of stories about like uh what's that red sky at night sailor's delight thing and then it was supposed to be calm seas the next day or something Mm. was one of their superstitions yeah having women on boats was a superstition like Like negative yeah that was like bad luck to have women on ships fucking patriarchy (laughs) that they've always been like that but this one did kind of have some reasons for them to be a little concerned at least if nothing else uh so there was the weirdness of the first captain. Uh, he just got suddenly ill. I read it was pneumonia. I only read that in one place, though. Um, and he just died in the middle of the voyage. So that was fun for that crew. Uh, and then it eventually ran aground, as we mentioned. Uh, and it got significantly damaged to the point where it had to be repaired. Then it collided with another boat. I don't understand how that happens. <laughs> Like you just you can see each other for miles. I mean, yeah, ships are large. <laughs> like turn, turn the boat. It's like two zambonis just going at each other, and just no one turns. I guess unless there's some bad fog or something. There's there it's there's that one story about the two cars that were going like twelve to twenty miles per hour, and they were the only two cars in that one town, and they crashed on the one road that the cars could go on. Sometimes things like that happen. Sometimes they just do. But yeah, this boat just had, I don't know, it was unlucky. And I'm surprised anyone kept buying it, to be honest. But also, Mm -hmm. I guess if you didn't have a lot of money, then this was kind of a good option. One thing I saw on a YouTube video about this, the guy was like, it's it's the same reason people buy haunted houses. They're cheap. (laughs) Because it's fun. (laughs) Because they're inexpensive. (laughs) This was, so the last person in terms of the Mary Celeste thing, not the very last person to actually own the boat, but the last person in this case for this big voyage that we're about to talk about was actually Briggs, uh, the captain of the boat. Mm-hmm. He bought it with a group of people, though. However, he was not the only person who owned it. So okay. it was not was just like, hey, his let's boat. Buy this boat. It was not just his boat, which we're going to get into some theories about him, but that's also kind of why the theories about him are a little weird to me. Huh. But. Um, yeah, but he w- he did own it at the time that this journey happened. They were carrying, did we say how much alcohol they were carrying? Because it was a lot. 1,701 barrels or something. Of industrial alcohol. This is not mm-hmm. the shit you drink unless you're in the South. That's uh, important later. You don't yeah. drink this shit. Yeah. But anyway. We last know that the crew was aboard the Mary Celeste on November 25th. There is a an entry in the captain's log. 5 a.m. The logs had indicated that the ship had encountered multiple instances of bad weather. Um, Nothing listed weird or off. According to the log, which I found a picture of, like, the roster. Oh, yeah. You found a list of people. Yeah, so that's the roster of of people on on board. But um, there was nothing to suggest that there was any distress or any... um, 
disagreement among the crew. Any the captain wasn't concerned about anything. Yeah. No. It's just like a here's where we are. I wish the last log would have just been like just poorly scribbled across the page. <laughs> like shit's going down. We gotta leave. It just says motherfucker. It is, a, it is a little weird he didn't actually take his log with him. Right. So that's kind of, that's the thing of like, so what eventually they found, what what was missing from the ship is also very odd and strange. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, do, 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 do. oh, right. So the navigational equipment missing may suggest the captain was prepared to leave the ship. Yeah. Because he was like, all right, we got to do this. Yeah. The captain so might as well may know where Oh, you know, I I saw a theory that was like maybe they were taking on water or something, um, but there not a not a lot of evidence to to show that there was any distress. No, coming including six months of food and water mm-hmm. left, which was well more than they needed. Too. Oh yeah, that was they were like way halfway over. through. There they were no... more than halfway through their journey. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, no, they they should have already been to their journey in theory. Which is another thing that's kind I of think weird. One of the videos I watched said that they were like 700 miles from Genoa, Italy. So you've got like the Azure Islands, and then you kind of go through that little, what is that, southern France maybe? And then you go through the boop to the Mediterranean. <laughs> Mediterranean You're sea. really great at geography. I am <laughs> so good at that. Ask Jen your geography question. Maybe just, that's how the captain was, and everyone was like, we need to around. leave. <laughs> See this little boop right here? We're going to go right through it. And over there. There was one thing that was left on the ship. Uh, it was something that was noticed later once they did the investigation, like full investigation. Uh, it was mentioned that there was a sounding rod or sounding device left on the ship, which uh, if you look up sounding rod, make sure you type in boats because they're used for multiple things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so just make sure you look that up. Okay. But uh, anyway, a sounding device is typically used or was typically used at the time. Um, their archaic versions were used to measure the distance between them and shallow water. So basically what it did is it measured as soon as it went into the water and there was a little pin on the bottom that would stop as soon as it hit the land. Then they would just leave it for a minute, um, let it drop until they felt like it was done, and then it would show them how deep that was. However, you could also use that to measure in literally just a couple feet. So in theory, the sounding rod being on top of the deck means that most likely, or the sounding device, means most likely the captain used it before they left the ship or someone in the crew did, which means if someone in the crew used it, they might have used it below deck to test the amount of water that they had Mm -hmm. within the hull. So there's a possibility that that is why it's sitting on the deck and there's really not a reason for it to be there otherwise. So uh, yeah, that's kind of a weird thing. One thing I will say is it's kind of weird because they're like, we investigated this after another crew sailed the entire thing back. Yeah. All they the sailed way, yeah. it all the way back. And they're like, yeah, well, this There's sounding device is on the deck. Mm-hmm. You, you're telling me the crew probably didn't use that? I, the, most likely they may not have just because they didn't, they, maybe they didn't want to touch anything mm-hmm. just to just to get it back in one piece as much as they could. Because they didn't go to their destination at the end of the day. So they did go to like the nearest place they could. True. And I mean, what do you do in a situation like that? It's the 1800s. You find a, in a for all intents and purpose, an abandoned ship. Mm-hmm. in the middle of the ocean and there's nothing you know there's the islands but there's no like major port nearby so it's like well we might as well just sail it to the most logical port before uh-huh. we report i mean because how do you you can't just like send up a signal or anything you know you have to that makes sense that they wanted to sail it yeah no cell phones i do think based on the map that they could have sailed it to portugal which would have been closer? It might not have been a friendly territory, though. Yeah, that's, that's also true. a question: is where they were allowed to sail. Yeah. I mean, these are yeah. the this is the late 1800s. You weren't necessarily just allowed to go anywhere. I mean, you still aren't in theory. So, <laughs> in an emergency, now you can. You yeah, know, you should be careful about where you go. But they 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 just maybe wasn't a friendly territory somewhere yeah. they could go. Plus, they did have like 1700 what pounds tons barrels barrels <laughs> 1700 barrels lots so lots like, lots lots lot. of industrial alcohol and you don't really want to just take that anywhere yeah so that's like you can blow up an entire village with that so who found out about ann mcgregor oh man Allie? this this 
I don't know. She did a documentary, I guess, but I didn't watch the documentary. But the way everyone describes her makes it sound like she kind of half-assed the whole thing. Hmm. But her, who knows? Her picture haunts my soul. Yeah, it's terrifying. Because, well, just it puts her face like right in and my face. She just face. has like these dead eyes. <laughs> okay, that's mean. We're not trying to attack McGregor. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she did research on this, and apparently she's an expert in old boats. And um, she replicated a bunch of stuff, and I don't really think any of her findings made any sense either. But, so she claims that most likely the captain's chronometer was off. Not really sure what that is, but it's clearly a navigating device. And so they were totally off course. And they would have abandoned the ship around that time, around the time they could see land. So they were just like, there it is, all right, peace. They would have Mm -hmm. been, she said, they would have been about six miles offshore. Which doesn't sound like a ton, but in the ocean, that's forever away. I mean, And it was hard for me to tell whether or not this lifeboat that they had had oars. It, well, it would have. They didn't have an engine. I mean, because some of the theories later kind of seem to imply that there weren't any. But I don't know, we'll get there. Um, And then there's evidence from old... um, what do you call the study of weather? Meteorological. <laughs> yeah. Old weatherology reports Rain say that there storm. was a big-ass storm in the area around this time. So, And like we said earlier, there's there's records that the captain had seen that there was a storm coming. So she claims that would have made the captain really worried. Um, and then they found that the, the ship's pumps had been recently refitted. And um, so they assumed that it may have been clogged with coal... Or, like, debris, because an older shipment was just coal. The shipment just mm. before. Yeah. So, the the pumps were actually retrofitted before this journey, and they were retrofitted for a different one. A lot of them made it sound like they were put on for this journey specifically, but actually the pumps weren't new. They had gone through one sailing voyage. Yeah. So, they weren't brand new. So, she thinks, yeah, that coal got into the pumps. So, she thinks that they were clogged and so that's why there's one dismantled pump that they found down there because they were probably like oh fuck let's clean this out and then they're just like no it's not working so maybe she's doing what we're doing basically so we could call ourselves documentarians yes we just need to record (laughs) this as video and it'll be a documentary (laughs) she she did say that that's part of the reason why she thinks the captain might have abandoned the ship too so she thinks that when the crew would have gone to look to see how much water was in there the water would have been very murky because of the coal, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't have been able to tell. However, we mentioned something very important, which is the sounding device. Mm-hmm. Which, if they have the sounding device and they wouldn't be able to see how deep the water is, they're gonna test it. They're not just gonna be like, well, bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta leave. Mm-hmm. See, that's my problem with this whole thing is she claims that there was too much water in the ship and the pump was broken and there's a storm coming and the captain was like, nope, fuck this. And they all got off the boat. That's her theory. But, again, it, it takes a lot for a captain, in theory, to abandon a ship. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's an honor thing as well. Like, mm-hmm. a captain never abandons his ship. So none of this really seems like enough to me, especially if they were still able to sail it all the way to um, another port. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that damaged. Yeah, I mean... And if they had cool. a sounding device, they would know that it's not that deep the only thing i can think of is like maybe they saw it filling up and they were just like okay it's filling up really really fast and then after like three feet it just stopped mm-hmm. but they were yeah, gone by that like, point but that's also but normally you would wait until like okay we're definitely gonna die we gotta get off you don't just speculate a disaster and be like all right we're gonna go kill ourselves in the ocean now well even the people who found it they said there was no physical reason for a captain to just jump ship yeah yeah so it's weird mm-hmm. yeah there's, That's my problem with her thing, too. There's also, she mentions the weather, but that doesn't make any sense because the log mentions inclement weather throughout yeah. their entire journey. Yeah. They actually had terrible weather throughout the entire journey. So they would have been dealing with it the whole time at this point. All right. Yeah. So she's full of it. I, I, I think she just tried to explain it away. Like, obviously. I read <laughs> her little interview that she did talking about it from years ago, and she did say that it doesn't not everything works in her theory and she was like that's why i'm still kind of just plugging away at it she said this is one of the hard things about the historical mysteries is you don't really know what happened so yeah all right well let's speculate wildly then (laughs) first thought foul play the you know it certainly seemed 
likely that the crew of the De Grata murdered everybody and dumped their bodies overseas, over, overboard, and sailed the, you know, then claimed it was unmanned to collect, you know, the salvage payment. Um, but they did go through a lengthy process. Was it a trial? I don't even know what they called it. Uh, like a. It was an investigation. Yeah, an investigation. Yeah. Mostly an investigation. Yeah, but and they, they were had to wait a long time to get yeah. their money for that. They yeah. were found innocent based on um, evidence, based on the the state of the ship. Also, what a bad idea for a law. That's a weird law to have that you can yeah. just salvage any ship that you find that doesn't have anyone on it. That just. Like, people are like, how come pirates were a thing? I wonder why pirates were a thing. Look well, at this yeah, ship I found. You can just find a, an abandoned ship and take it in. Like, imagine if you do that with a car. You just <laughs> you just bring it in. Be like, I can I get the salvage say, insurance for this? I found this in a parking lot. There was nobody in it. <laughs> the yeah. window was broken before I found My it. My friends and I pushed it over here. So, figure, you give me the salvage insurance <laughs> for it. Yeah, kind of a weird law. It's a weird one. So in the end, they were f- the crew of the De Grata was found innocent, but they only gave they only received a sixth of the money. Yeah. So they were kind of like, mm, yeah, we don't know. You're still sus. Sure, I guess you can have some of this money, but like we're not going to give you like all of it. thanks for bringing it to port, but we're not paying you for all the cargo. Yeah, <laughs> they spent three months investigating it and didn't find anything. So like, yeah, yeah. Whatever. If they did do it, it was pretty well done. I need to do corrections on what I said. Okay, so the Az- Azores, Azor Islands, are part of Portugal's government. Which led me to look at a map. Gibraltar is in Spain, mm-hmm. uh, southern Spain. So they did basically sail the boat to the exactly closest where you told them to to the closest port yeah. that they could. Um, it's the it's, so there's Spain. There's like a canal between Spain and Morocco that leads into like the Mediterranean. So anyway. My bad, they didn't make it all the way to Italy. They went to Gibraltar, which is in Spain. You don't need to email us. <laughs> that. I said that wrong. Don't correct us. She corrected herself. But to finish off that three-month investigation, which is actually a pretty lengthy investigation, honestly, for people who can't really investigate anything. They can look at the boat a bunch of times and go, yep, still here. So, mm-hmm. and the people aren't. I mean, I don't really know what they did. I mean, maybe they sent a crew. I couldn't find anything. So maybe they did send a crew out. To see if they could find anyone near the Azores, but I, it's hard to say. Yeah, they didn't say anything about it. And like, my problem. why spend the money? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the money and time sending sending a crew out. I can just, I can picture all the the logical reasons why uh, they would say not to do that. It definitely seemed like they cared more about the value of the ship itself yeah. than actually of the people. Yeah, so I looked that up. So the value of the ship, even though this thing was kind of a broken down piece of junk, it wasn't. I mean, it had like retrofitted like um, pumps and stuff like that. So it was kind of like repaired, but it had been through hell. Uh, to say the least, mm-hmm. multiple times, and now like we've got Jensen a missing. Earlier, lots of different kinds of wood. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but like literally, like literally, we're like sick and dead. Captain runs into the ground, runs into a boat. Now it's got ten people missing. This boat is terrible. And then it runs into the ground again after. It does eventually. We'll talk done. about that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So it's it's got like a really weird, bad history, but it was still worth the equivalent of today's money of about one point five mil. So, lots wow. of money. Uh, they got a, 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 about the equivalent of about 250 grand in today's money. Uh, that was about a sixth of the payout. So, they still got a mm-hmm. really good payout to just tow a ship, I mean, essentially tow a ship back to the nearest port. So, honestly, yeah. this crew didn't do too bad. I'm not saying that the Degrassia, uh, Degrassi. The Degrassi ship <laughs> did it, but I am well, saying well, sticking all episode. <laughs> I am gonna say though that it is a little I mean, like they definitely got something out of it. Yeah. So one of the things that I think is wouldn't be too surprising to learn is that the Degrassi crew didn't take time to look for the missing ten people. I don't know if they are the reason why ten people are missing, but it wouldn't surprise me if they just didn't look around for a boat. Mm-hmm. And they just took the one they found and were just like, we'll get the salvage money. Again, that's a terrible law. Whoever came up with that law is an idiot. 
that is a dumb person because like I know there's not like VIN numbers on boats, but <laughs> it's like still you can regulate that a little bit, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a fun theory also. Yes. That was written by Arthur Conan Doyle. Sweet. Um, wait, isn't he a sir? He's Sir, Sir Arthur, Arthur Conan Doyle, right? He, he is, is now. Yeah, I don't know if he was in 1872 when he wrote. Oh, really? I don't know. <laughs> You're saying it was, like, so much, like, confidence. Like, well, I don't know if he was then. Anyway, he wrote a short story that was fiction. And he basically put his own little, like, theory into into the world by writing mm-hmm. a story that claimed that the, the crew was overtaken by an ex-slave that captured the ship. For which revenge. Makes yeah. Not a lot of sense. I guess, in theory, either that means the slave hid on the boat and then took it over when the time was right, uh, which was when they were six miles offshore from yeah. another set of islands. And then also decided and to abandon also, the ship. Yeah. It was like, all right, bye. I'm and taking ju- this ship. And Never took mind. none of the provisions. <laughs> none of the provisions. He, he took nothing worth anything. And then took the lifeboat yes. and then fucked off to wherever he came from. <laughs> he didn't take anything with him, though. But... Or, or this implies that he took a boat to catch up to them, <laughs> wrecked everything, and then got back on his boat, yeah. wrecked the rowboat, like, I yeah, guess. Yeah, nothing was missing except but, for a couple things. Yeah. But, like, nothing really, like, valuable to steal, you know? Yeah, I think it's a fun bit of fiction. Um, it's like a strong revenge some story are, there. Like, I saw some but, things that didn't, that completely left out the part that Arthur Conan Doyle wrote this. And they were like, yeah, there's another theory that a slave took over the ship. And I'm like, that's just a short story. It's, yeah, it's, I wouldn't even it's, call it a theory. It's just no. it's just a fiction writer. I only put it in there because some sources were like, here's another theory. And I'm like, it's not a theory. It's just fiction based off of history. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is kind of a fun you one because people bring it up so much. I read a really good book last year-ish about... It was like a ghost story that took place on the Titanic when it when it sailed and sank. Mm-hmm. And it was actually really good. So I can see how like something written by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle would be would be a a bestseller but purely fiction most yeah. likely. An yeah. adventure story. It definitely yeah. caught on apparently when he wrote it. So I mean also 18-1900s uh, people will read anything and not really know what genre it is sometimes. So you were lucky to be able to read. To be fair. Burn. So. <laughs> and didn't they say like when the war of the was it the War of the Worlds? Supposedly the radio yeah. show. They put it on the uh, radio. Cam has that on a record. I have yeah. the original broadcast on a record. And yeah. they didn't say it was a story, so people were like, Oh my god, the world's ending. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't well if you tuned in late, you missed if you the tuned part, in late, you missed yes. oh, you missed the I beginning see. that was like, This is not a real occurrence, this is fiction by blah 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 and like, Yeah, Orson Welles' wonderful creepy as hell boys saying that and then <laughs> just talking about an alien invasion. Yeah, there were apparently a few places where people did think that was real. It wasn't as massive as everyone thought it was, but Alright, yeah. moving on. The crew Drank the alcohol and got fucking wasted. Mutiny. I don't know how you could drink any of no, this. No, I'm sure they would have died. Yeah, I, I read that the fumes could kill you of this kind of stuff. Yeah, I actually, I I can't remember. It was a, an his, a historical fiction novel where they had something, like the ship was carrying that kind of cargo and yeah. someone got into it and it was like, I don't feel so good. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, no. Industrial I mean, alcohol is not... It ain't for drinking. It ain't for drinking. It ain't for surviving either. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, unlikely that the crew drank it. Yeah, but, like, there were... So, like, allegedly in the initial investigation of the ship, they found strange marks that may have been caused by an axe and, like, traces of what was allegedly blood. But, um... Allegedly, this well, was just okay. natural wear and tear on the ship. First so, like, of which all, makes sense because you know the ship's old yeah. as fuck, and there's much different kinds. You're of on it. a boat that, on the ocean, so it's not exactly like holding still at any point in time. Yeah, 
Yeah. What if you take out, like, your knife to cut something and you accidentally slice your finger open? There's going to be residue like that. There's going to be stuff yeah. like that. It's not... And the, the blood that they supposedly found wasn't really even blood either. It was just typical wear and tear, actually, yeah. on the boat. And yeah. no evidence. And yeah, just no evidence of foul play. And mm. part of the theory with this one is that there were actually a couple empty barrels down there that were supposed to be full of alcohol. But... I think this came from boat expert lady. And no, it did. That was actually confirmed, though. She didn't like that fact. That was something she had to that explain. That the barrels were away. empty. Yes, because she had explained it away. Because she the one that explained it as um, the ones that were empty were made of red oak, which is which tends to be leakier. Yes. And, oh right, I did read that. Yeah, and so like that's why those ones were empty. Yes, and. She had to find a way around that one because she doesn't like that theory. She doesn't believe that theory. So she found a way to get around that theory for hers to work. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah. make sense for them to have drank several barrels of alcohol either. No, it does not. It doesn't so, make sense either way. <laughs> I mean, why are they empty? Who knows? But yeah. I don't think it means that they drank the alcohol and mutinied. We'll just say that right off the bat. <laughs> Maybe they inhaled the fumes and got, a trip. <laughs> got delirious and were like, we're sinking. Okay, tell me about these Germans. So, let's talk about Volkert, or Volker, and Boy Lorenzen. Boy? Boy. Boy Lorenzen. I shouldn't do that. He's dead. Um, Well, he's long dead. I guess it's been time. Yeah, it's been a few hundred years. (laughs) It's been a few hundred years. I think you can say. It's been like 160. 160 years. Any hoozle. Less than that. It's it's, It's an average. It's an estimate. Let me alone about it. Anyway, Volker and Boy uh, Lorenzen. So these were two German sailors. Uh, they were part of the 10-man passenger list slash crew list uh, for this boat. And they are actually a very weird aspect of this case. So one of the things that we've mentioned is that all of the crew's stuff was there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't taken. It wasn't rummaged through. Nothing It looked like pirates had come on just like trying to scavenge the ship. Nothing looked like that. However, these two brothers, they were brothers, uh, all of their stuff was gone. They were the only people who had apparently brought their stuff with them. They literally had nothing left of their stuff. Hmm. They were the only ones, though, who had nothing left of their stuff. Now, that's a really weird fact when nothing was really disturbed on the ship, especially on a boat that's been sitting there in weather for, like, two weeks at this point and it's been rocked back and forth and things already don't look disturbed mm-hmm. and these guys like their stuff is just gone so their ancestors or not their ancestors their attack ancestors but their family their family so like <laughs> their surviving family um they're so sur- not ancestors they're, they're the ancestors uh so their surviving family claims that the brothers had actually lost all of their gear earlier that same year which is so they went on a ship with nothing Right, which is what I thought about because someone was like, uh, so that, so there's no way that they did it. And I was like, okay, so they went on a ship with literally nothing. They went on a ship with the shirt and pants on that they had, and that's it. They had nothing else. Just like once those are dirty or torn, just two naked dudes mm-hmm. working on this boat. That's it. That's all you got anymore. I, you gotta work with what you got. I just don't believe that happening in December. I don't believe two men would walk up like, Hello, sir. We have nothing, and we have these pants and this shirt, and my brother doesn't even have a shirt, and we would like to work on your boat. I don't think that's a thing. I just don't see that being true. So their names were on the the roster? They are two of the missing ones, yeah. Their family refused Mm. to even say they were dead for years. I actually found their graves uh, online, so... Cool. Yeah, I looked that up, found that. Um, but yeah, their families refused to believe that they were dead for years. Um, and then finally, obviously, you know, enough time had passed to where they were dead regardless. So we know that. But they do have uh, gravestones. Their family did make little plots for them. But it's just, it's kind of a weird scenario that these two, just their stuff is gone. And I don't really Especially buy the whole... Boat, like, how do you haul all that on there? Yeah, I don't buy the whole they have they they didn't have anything. They totally had stuff. They had something. 
So, like, if it was an emergency like that, either these two dudes were like, okay, we're just going to grab our stuff and mm-hmm. leave, which is totally possible. Or they, maybe they did have something to do with it. They were, quote unquote, investigated, but again, investigated about as well as you can in the late 1800s, which means you can say they might have done it. And then if you don't find anything, that's your investigation. Yeah. There's nothing that you can really do about that. Uh, but they actually remained under suspect, even though the family was like, there's no way they did it. So that also might be why the family has a small alibi for them because the family was trying to get their names taken off of that yeah. list. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, interesting. I, I just thought it was they a really it. weird story, <laughs> and it wasn't one that I found in a lot of places. I had to look up their names to find out more information about them. Um, there's not a lot of information about them that I could find. If you know more about them, I would love to know because I was kind of interested. Yeah, to if even you're one of their ancestors. We just we don't even know we don't even really know anything. We don't know anything about the captain even. So like to note something about two of the brothers on there, Mm -hmm. that's an interesting fact. So I mean like the only thing we know about the captain is that he had a seven year old that he left behind because the seven year old was in school and that's the reason why that seven year old survived. Didn't he have He brought a baby with him. A wife and and a child. And a baby. Those were two of the people who disappeared as well. Yep. That's a bummer. Yeah. For the seven-year-old. I would say so. <laughs> I mean, it's a long, it's a long since past bummer summer, but it's definitely a bummer at the time. Yeah, he's he passed away in like uh, I can't remember how old the seven-year-old. I think he passed away in like the thirties or something mm-hmm. like that, nineteen thirties. Um, yeah, but yeah, I thought that was a really interesting one. Anyway, alcohol goes boom. <laughs> That's. Allie. Yes. Alcohol goes. Yes. There's a theory. Um, I saw two. I saw two articles that said, "This is we have solved the Mary Celeste case. This is the <laughs> end all be all. This is absolutely what happened." So basically, since the the things they were carrying was industrial grade alcohol and an ass load of it, um, some think that the noxious fumes from the barrels may have blown the hatch open. Which made the crew think that there was an explosion. Mm-hmm. Except there's no evidence of an explosion. Uh, okay. I mean, it's... it's. But, apparently, there was an experiment done at a London university that showed that a pressure explosion would actually leave no trace. It would just blow the hash open so it could vent itself. Like Mythbusters? <laughs> I guess so. It was like a London <laughs> University Mythbusters. Cool. And, but my problem is that they just used like stacks of paper instead of barrels full of anything hmm. to do this experiment. Okay, so I mean, it's a weak theory, but it. It's like that time Mythbusters could. tested whether or not a snowplow can flip a car, but they didn't use snow. <laughs> Still yeah. hurts me. <laughs> But, like, that's the theory here, is basically that they got scared and abandoned the ship. Okay. And, I don't know. It's just, like, again, it's not enough to me for a captain to be like, let's fuck off this thing. And also the fact that all of the navigational equipment was gone meant that he thought about leaving, he grabbed his shit, and then they left. Where, if if they heard the patch blow up, there would have been plenty of time to actually go and check and be like, ah, no, nothing's on fire. It's fine. There's a quote that I wanted to read again, um, because this is another kind of like addition to the theory. So basically this one says that Briggs, the captain, may have then given the order to temporarily abandon the ship, like after the explosion, um, with everyone piling into the lifeboat to sail behind the Mary Celeste until the danger had passed. So it was kind of like a precautionary measure. Mm -hmm. They weren't actually going to abandon the ship, they were just going to get in the lifeboat and then like, uh, they attached rope. So the rope attaching the boat to the ship may have then come undone, leaving them to bob uselessly as the empty Mary Celeste sailed away and abandoning them in the awful immensity of the sea. Which sounds like an absolute fucking nightmare. Yeah, that that would be like, fuck. Yeah, shit. you just see the rope come untied and your boat leaves you do? and you're like, no! It's like that movie Open Water where the people are like scuba diving and then the boat leaves them and they're just like treading while they're they're floating but there's yeah. sharks just circling them at all times well, yeah because if you fall off of a boat like that you can just jump back on it's not that easy mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and in, I mean, in open water, even jumping off the lifeboat to grab the rope, or, I mean, the water is moving so swiftly that it's likely they couldn't, and, and maybe they didn't basically. realize the rope had come undone. Yeah, if it's just underwater and they're just like, boop, 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 why is it I getting mean, further away? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the worst half of the theory is that that one says they didn't abandon the ship. They just temporarily got off to make mm -hmm. sure it wasn't going to be on fire. And then they got unlucky. And then the jackhole who didn't know how to tie a knot. <laughs> what are you doing on a boat, bro? Fucked it for everybody. All right. Now for the real logical. Answer. Logical. Oh, yeah, of course. This is the real answer. Aliens. Obviously. Now, obviously, everybody was abducted by aliens. That's it. Mm -hmm. Although I do want to point out that this is the, the alien theory is like the only theory that actually tries to explain what happened to the crew themselves. That's well, true. You're right. <laughs> well, I mean, the assumption is just that they basically were swallowed into the giant yeah, emptiness that's that where is it the ends. ocean. Well, yeah, because that's where it ended. But this one is they were abducted by aliens. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there's not really much more to that. I did try and look that up, but I couldn't really find anything. No, I found a really sweet picture, so we'll yeah. put it in the newsletter. <laughs> Throw that in the newsletter. Because it is, awesome. it is You can cool look picture. at it. That's about it. Yeah. Cam, tell us about squid. So, yeah, so those are aliens. I mean, if you know about abductions, you get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The captain was like, yarrr. That's how I imagine <laughs> That's probably not how Briggs was, but that's what? totally... It's Arr! the only way I've seen him the entire time. Is he's like that boat captain from The Simpsons that's always just like, Arr. <laughs> Even when he's sad, he's like, Arr. That's how I picture okay. the captain the entire time. It has ruined my perception of this entire conspiracy. Um, anyway, let's talk about squids, okay? Not just any squid. No. Giant squid. Giant squid. The kind that if you fried could feed a family. Okay? One family? Multiple. Could feed a restaurant. I don't even want to what? know what it would look like to fry a giant squid. I love calamari. Anyway, it's Disgusting. delicious. Alright, so, giant squid attack. Let's talk about this. Obviously, there is the kraken, the dreaded kraken uh, that makes the captain also go yarg. Uh, but as he's swinging his sword at it. Now, this was one of the things that apparently some people had kind of floated around at the time, Most not anyone investigating it seriously. But obviously, krakens were in people's minds because they didn't know much about the ocean. We still kind of really don't, but they knew a lot less. They knew water there, bad things underneath. So that's what they pretty much knew. But the problem is the boat didn't sustain that kind of damage, you know? No, the boat, the boat if... If a kraken had attacked it, it wouldn't have survived if a kraken was real. I still, I still have these... I will let you finish, I promise. But I just these like these squid arms, like just gingerly like lifting the men <laughs> off the boat, like Well, every time someone turns around, it just picks one up. <laughs> All right, oh tell us about these. Okay, squids. so obviously the Mary Celeste itself was probably not attacked by giant squid, or it might have been. I mean, that's always a possibility. Just so people do know, giant squids do tend to attack boats. Uh, they even attack yachts. They can't do anything about it because it's a giant boat. There's nothing they can do. They're not going to be able to pull it down. They're strong. They're huge. They can get up to 43 feet long, like the longest that we've seen one, though I did read maybe 46 feet roughly. Hard to say. Um, but giant squid can get huge. They're gigantic. Uh, for those who don't know, they are a deep sea dweller. There is one species of giant squid, which is funny because we originally thought there were 21 species. However, we found out- That's are, a huge difference. We found out that most likely what happens is their babies are actually spread by the tides because they're found all across the planet, which is why we mm -hmm. thought there were so many species. However, oh. instead, they're actually just, their babies are just like thrown to the wind. Like, and they're like, go. <laughs> <laughs> and they just show up in places. So I also read that giant squid sperm might be like bullets that just fire directly into the Thank females. Thank you for telling me and that. And that the females then wait to use the sperm until they're ready by ripping open their bodies with their beaks. It's horrific. Anyway, these things also are known <laughs> to possibly attack boats. <laughs> Uh, content warning for that last okay, part. Okay, well, um, keep it on topic. Thank you. <laughs> it is. It's about giant squid. Anyway, so one thing that a giant squid is strong enough to do, though, is flip a rowboat. Um, this is much bigger than a rowboat. We're not talking about the Mary Celeste anymore. So We're talking it, about a lifeboat. So if they abandon ship yeah. and they're in the rowboat, because or in the lifeboat, because that was missing from right. the ship. Indeed. Yes. Then the giant squid could have attacked that. 
We're not talking about the Mary Celeste anymore. Sucked it out of the sky. Boat snack. But for real, we're not talking about the Mary Celeste anymore. We're talking about the actual robot, which is a legitimate thing. For those who don't think this can happen, Humboldt Squid can flip one. So we know that squid know how to flip robots. So that's a thing already. They can can flip fishermen's boats. Um, Now, what we do know is that the Azores, I've looked this up in depth, so you're welcome. They do have giant squid. Uh, they actually have a lot of giant squid, and they have giant squid and sperm whale battles as well. We know this because the sperm whales that are found over there have been found with giant squid beaks in their stomachs. So they, so we do know that they do battle over here, so we know that the giant squid are in this area. Giant squid, by the way, are all over the planet. They are literally pretty much found everywhere. They're just so deep that you don't... It's going to be extremely rare that you see one. You're also most likely not going to see one in the 40-foot range. You're probably going to see one in, like, the 20-foot range. Mm -hmm. But still, 20 feet, that's a lot bigger than you're probably thinking it is. It honestly just is. Mm -hmm. Uh, I measured it out earlier, and it was a lot bigger than I thought it was. So they can flip small boats, and there is a possibility that... The only reason why they might be flipping boats in general, it seems, is that there's a possibility that it could be the like silhouette looking like a whale they battle sperm whales those are a huge killer i was like oh this fucker's not paying attention just kill him <laughs> well this is the Flip only him. so like the only as far as i could tell from researching and if I, this is wrong then let me know but the only two predators of giant squid are giant squid and sperm whales so the only thing that they would be afraid of because they're not really known to be super aggressive unless it's towards prey would probably be a sperm whale so they would probably just straight up attack it if they saw one. Um, so that would make sense. And if they didn't really know what a robot was, it's not like humans had been using these but out on the ocean for very long at the time. They were invented in the, like, from what I read, like anywhere from like 16 to 1700s, lifeboats started to be used. So these weren't around for a long time. Well, there have been boats and There have been boats, but how ever. often did giant, were giant squids running across boats then compared to the 1800s where we were sailing constantly? where they would have started to see these silhouettes a lot more. And who knows if like Vikings ever encountered these things and ever got flipped by one. Who knows? Because we wouldn't have that in a record. Probably. We would just have a story about it and it'd be terrifying. Right. But anyway, um, so this is a possibility. There are also the Laligo Forbezi. I probably said that wrong. They are known as the Vein Squid. Maybe they could have eaten the passengers. Probably not though. They're like three feet. Uh, they probably are strong enough to pull a human in, but they're not strong enough to flip a boat. So, but they are everywhere. Squid are everywhere in that area is the whole point. So the idea of a Kraken taking down the Mary Celeste, no. The idea of a giant squid flipping a lifeboat, yes, could work. Could happen. Probably didn't. Doesn't mean it couldn't. I just thought it was a really fun theory for that reason. And terrifying. They're terrifying. Terrifying. So, again, on average, they're like 20 to 30 feet. That's a lot bigger than you think it is, I guarantee you. It's huge. All right. Well, we can probably skim over this one because we know they weren't anywhere near the Bermuda Triangle unless they went the long way. This map you have here is not a triangle anymore. Fuck you. That's not a triangle anymore. Anyway. That's like some child's stupid paper boat. They were in the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. Now, you're thinking, fuck you. That's not in the Bermuda Triangle, right? You're wrong. Check the newsletter. There's a map. Right, it's going to tell you that the Bermuda Triangle is a hell of a lot bigger than you think it is. But up to Nova Scotia? Yes. Mm. Everywhere. Okay. Yeah, according to this, and check out the newsletter, but it literally goes from like the Sea of Cortez all the way down to a piece, not the whole thing, to a piece of South America. So part of South America is just in the Bermuda Triangle. So, were they in the Bermuda Triangle? According to this map, yes. Okay. Right? So normally the Bermuda Triangle goes from Florida to Bermuda to Puerto Rico. But there's multiple layers. There's the Bermuda Triangle, which is that. There's the claimed as triangle, which is kind of like the little outskirts included. So then it becomes like a Bermuda polygon. (laughs) And then uh, there's an even larger polygon triangle type thing. Dodecahedron. which is the actual triangle area, according to this map, and the area where reported events usually happen. Now, this goes all the way from fucking all of Florida to nearly all the way to the bottom of South America. Um, it, it goes covers through the Virginia. Y- yes. <laughs> and it goes through Virginia because the the ghost, the, the ship that mm-hmm. traveled through time. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
Okay. Um, and then it goes all the way up north to, like you said, Nova Scotia. Mm, okay. Sweden-ish. You know, Doesn't up there. It? Anyway, yeah. that's a much larger area, <laughs> and in that case, the boat is in there. It's a gravitational anomaly. It just, I don't know, pull all the people off the boat. Remember, kids, you can draw a triangle around anything and claim it to be the space between a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let's say, for fun, if... They went through, if they got lost in the Bermuda Triangle, wouldn't the ship be lost as well? No. Not this necessarily. Was, there's a lot of alien sightings in the Bermuda Triangle, too, so this kind of goes with the Maybe, like, it, it went in and then it's like, it spit it back out. It's like Transported them through another dimension, but didn't bring the people back. A portal. I'll also do this next one, because this is kind of my nerd journey. Yeah. <laughs> okay, tell us. Classic Doctor Who had the right answer all along. Except they spelled it wrong. Well, One had it right. One as in the first Doctor, for those of you who don't watch the show. Uh. So, in episode three, I'll just read you the description. This episode's called Flight Through Eternity. The TARDIS takes the Doctor and his friends to a 19th century sailing ship. When the Daleks arrive in pursuit, the crew is terrorized and they all just jump overboard. <laughs> The Doctor oh, okay. and the Daleks then depart, leaving the ship empty, and its name is revealed to be the Mary Celeste. The Marie Celeste. Yes. And then they, they feel the need to go on in this description to describe that in real history, the Mary Celeste was found abandoned at sea in 1872. It's unknown what happened to the crew and the group, and remains a great maritime mystery. So you're saying the TARDIS... Okay. No, Daleks. So they... they Daleks scared the shit out of them, they all jumped overboard. That's it. And then the Daleks and the Doctor left. So the Doctor... Okay. So this they just, like, poof on So basically, the Doctor Who's been the same all board. along, where the Doctor shows up and actually causes more chaos, and then is like, all right, bye. <laughs> I gotta like, go now. Was this, like, the 60s or 50s? Oh, yeah, this was the first season. This wouldn't even have been 100 years after this event. It's kind of crazy. Hmm. Yeah, it was episode three of the okay. first Doctor. Huh. Very so, interesting. Still black and white. Good times. Yeah. Anyway, well, I just thought that was funny. <laughs> that is funny. It was on one of the Wikipedia links. One, <laughs> like, yeah, when you're reading Wikipedia, it says, like, pop culture. How we use this event in pop culture. Cool. All right. Uh, this is my theory. Worst pirates ever. <laughs> Doesn't that kind of go with the, the Arthur Conan Doyle one? Yeah. So let's say... Pirates boarded the Mary Celeste mm -hmm. and then decided not to take anything valuable, but Just took the all people? the people and left. <laughs> like, oh, that was pointless. Or what if they just, like, made everyone jump, and they were like, don't take anything. This will be hilarious. Someone's going to find it, and they're going like, to be so creeped out. Oh, my God. They got drunk, and they are just like, let's fuck with them. That's so the first pranksters in history. I mean, it could have been pirates. I don't know why they would literally take nothing. No, yeah, that's the problem right. with all the pirate theories. It's, yeah, it's it doesn't like, really make any sense. Why were they there? Yeah, it, they. I guess they unless literally they were, would not. They were trying to sell some. As far as slaves. like worse, yeah. As far as being pirates, why would pirates board a ship and then not take anything? Unless they took the navigational instruments. <laughs> like, oh man, we really just like, needed a new compass. Yeah. Yar, yeah. we've been lost for so long. <laughs> So keep us from going in circles. Thank you for your pirate voice. <laughs> thank ye. And the other Captain Briggs, as he has to walk the plank, is like, thank ye. Thank ye. And, and the baby's like, thank ye. <laughs> That's a little darker. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it could have been pirates. I don't know why they would literally take nothing. I mean, maybe. unless they were just bored. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, maybe. It's a possibility. Maybe it was some kind of revenge, and they were like, you know what? We're going to take all these white people and make them slaves. The pirates are probably white. Could be. But maybe. maybe. I like that theory. You. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was just thinking about the baby. Um, okay. Anyway, just to kind of, those are, those are all the theories, but you may be asking yourself, like, where is the ship now? At this very moment, where is it right now? Uh, so... It's somewhere in the ocean. It's <laughs> the bottom broken the ocean. and destroyed. Uh, it was crashed into a reef off of Haiti 
because Captain G.C. Parker, who is one of the many people to have owned it at some point in its life, he eventually decided to crash it to try and cash in on the insurance. So, just really ahead of his time, I guess. Because... It's got to be, like, a common thing, apparently. Like, that just kind of adds more credence to the whole, like, that other crew threw them all overboard for the insurance mm -hmm. money. My favorite thing is they said, no, you can't have the insurance money, and they wouldn't help him get the boat off the reef. So <laughs> it, Peace it out. sat on the reef to rot. Uh, one guy, uh, Clive Cussler, who I'm sure you've heard of, he's a famous writer, he's also a famous explorer, uh, he uh, claimed to have found the wreckage, but the wood that he found was actually dated years after the boat would have been built. So the wood that he found had been growing long since the Mary Celeste had been sailing. So there was no way he actually found the right thing. We'll probably never find it. It's a bunch of wood and old iron nails. It's it's gone. Yeah. It's gone forever. Most likely. Most likely. So most likely. So most we likely. can't do a Ghost Hunters TV episode on it. I don't think so. No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see anything that said this turned into a, like an actual mm -hmm. spirit ghost ship thing. Unfortunately, but you know, maybe we can make it a thing. Let's make ghost ships fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> Let's not make fetch fetch. Let's not make ghost ships happen. There's a reason I don't go on boats, and that's one of them. <laughs> okay, ghost ships. Ghost ships. I no. I don't. I don't want to be on a giant piece of wood out in the middle of the ocean. I've never been on a cruise. I have no desire to go on a cruise. I don't want to be in the middle of the ocean. Anyway. Okay. Jen, what do you think is the truth? Uh, any number of scenarios that had them taking the lifeboat out, you know, as a preventative measures. Let's say they, they thought the ship was taking on water or they, you know, the alcohol explosion thing. And they were like, let's just for cautionary sake, you know take the lifeboat out and then i think it's highly likely that they lost you know that the they became detached from the mary celeste and just were lost at sea although i do like the aliens theory too <laughs> because just, yeah one thing i couldn't find is how big lifeboats were because that was one thing that did kind of confuse me like every time i looked it up it was like the lifeboats on the titanic the lifeboats on the titanic this was well before that i need mm. to know yeah, like it? how many people when was the could Titanic? sit 1912? Was it? Okay. So yeah, so it was way before. So like, I was wondering that, because this is a crew of 10 people. <laughs> but I mean, they also didn't bring any provisions, which could be why they didn't bring any provisions. Because they yeah, didn't Yeah, so if they it. didn't like spontaneously just disappear into thin air, it makes sense that they weren't expecting to have to be on the lifeboat for very long. Maybe they spontaneously combusted. Maybe. In the, in the bottom of the boat. Or, you know, if they... Their ashes mixed in with the water in the boat. Yeah. If they sailed it through the Bermuda Triangle, maybe they are living happily ever after in Atlantis. Just chilling. Just chillaxing. Could be. Cam, what's your truth? Fumes did it. Do you think the fumes did it? No, I really do, actually. Uh, I had... I... So, like, the chaotic part of me wants to believe that they went through a process... That they went through a process known as alcoholic hallucinosis. Hmm. Uh, alcoholic hallucinosis is something that has been studied more recently than anything else, um, but it has been studied since I think like the 80s is what the people were saying. But it can cause uh, psychiatric problems. So you can legitimately hallucinate. It's not so much visual, it's in fact auditory. Mm -hmm. But as we've talked about on the show before, if you go back to Tialov Pass, auditory hallucinations can actually be worse. Because a visual hallucination, you can kind of prove whether or not it's there. An auditory hallucination is a lot harder to prove whether or not it's there. Because you're hearing something which can also, by the way, cause visual hallucinations. Mm -hmm. So, I'm wondering... As we if, said in our Skinwalker Ranch episode. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. So, I'm wondering if these empty barrels didn't cause an uprising of fumes, which didn't cause a mass hallucination, even if it didn't affect everyone, all it has to do is affect the majority of the crew. And then this whole thing goes on its head, which would make sense as to why some people's stuff was missing, possibly, and other people's weren't. Uh, it would also make sense as to why there's just no sign of anyone around at all. 
and no sign of where they would have gone or why they would have left. The captain's log doesn't show that anything huge is going mm -hmm. wrong. I've seen other boat issues like this before where like we find a boat and there's no one on it, but the captain's log pretty typically shows why. Yeah. It's rare that they don't, they at least build to it. Like it's not just like a TV trope, like it is a real thing that we do see. Like mm -hmm. they, they do build up to it and you see like, oh, in the past couple days, like someone was sick or something mm -hmm. like that. But like, I'm kind of wondering if a little bit of chaos didn't break out with people auditorily hallucinating. Yeah. And that would cause a huge issue, especially when you're dealing with storms and you're there's only 10 of you on a boat. Mm -hmm. There's not very many people on this boat. So... Is it like the Dalek situation where they all just were like, ah, and jumped off? I'm wondering if it wasn't almost like a paranoid type of thing where maybe a couple of them caused this kind of mass exodus from this... Ship. I think the only thing that makes sense is some kind of paranoia, because yeah. like the whole thing where like certain things are missing, like navigational equipment, means somebody thought about it briefly. Well, yeah, it means probably what someone did is grabbed handfuls of what they thought would help. So I do think there's a possibility, maybe, of like a long, drawn-out like hallucination. In an auditory hallucination, you're not going to necessarily know what's happening. You just think that there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. So I think that could have happened. If not then I'm going to go the route that they probably tied a line to the ship, thought that maybe they were going to be able to just follow it, if nothing else, and mm -hmm. wait for someone to come, and then maybe it got detached, or possibly their boat got pulled into the water. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that a giant squid wrapped its tentacles around the boat and pulled it in. Yeah. We know that they've tried to do it on bigger boats, so there's no reason for them to not do it on a rowboat. Okay. Fuck that. Yeah. Either of my choices are terrifying. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah, it's all pretty terrifying. Yeah. Allie? Well, I'm kind of torn between a few things because I do think that crew that found it is sus. Yeah, like, I mean, it definitely, like... I don't know, it just seems like too, like, oh, we found this boat in the middle of the ocean, we're going to sail it back and get the money. And, like, they seemed suspicious enough for them to do an investigation. So I don't know. But... Again, there wasn't a sign of a struggle, and unless, I don't know, maybe they caught them off guard in the night and threw them all overboard or something, but there's no sign of a struggle, there was no blood or really any damage. Yeah, so, they definitely, if if they were killed on the boat, or if they were killed, they weren't killed on the boat. Yeah, they were or it was some way board. where they caused no damage or evidence. See, the biggest thing that gets me away from the Degrassi boat is the um, is the time between the log and them sailing to the nearest port. Doesn't add up. Yeah, that's true, I guess. The, the log was like way early. In the they morning. don't show up until almost like a week and a half to two weeks later after yeah, that log was written. True. Which wouldn't make any sense. Because November 25th, right? And then December 5th is when the Degrassi boat yeah. comes then. So, quite a ways yeah, later. but I still just think it's weird. But, I mean, really, like kind of what you said, Jen, I think, in any case, they got off the boat, and then they fucked something up. Or something fucked them up. Mm -hmm. But it, it's also just unfortunate that we never searched for them, because that's also part of the problem, is we don't know where they ended up. Right. They could have just moved up to the island or like went to Portugal or Spain and just fucked off and started a new life I guess but like that's where I think the Degrassi crew is a little bit malicious is I have a feeling they didn't look for anyone yeah well like that's what I'm saying is it's weird that this case doesn't seem to care what happened to them and doesn't mention I guess whether or not even if they were searched mm -hmm. for yeah so I kind of question how often boats were found just like abandoned, though. I'm sure they were usually a found lot. in worse con conditions. Yeah. There's a so long list. I am kind of wondering if the Degrassi crew, if they just decided to, they found this boat, they didn't find anyone on it, they were probably maybe legitimately going to help, but then they were like, okay, there's no one here, we're just going to salvage it. They're not going to waste supplies looking for people. That's not really what they're trying yeah. to do. They also have their own things that they're trying to do, and they found a boat that's worth, again, the equivalent of about. 1.5 million dollars today plus that they want all the money for i mean if, if if it's encouraged by law that they can salvage it why would they spend time why would they waste time there's no reason and trying to find the crew yeah and maybe they just think someone else can go spend time trying to find them if they want i mean at that point too it had also been a while mm -hmm. like if they were out there they probably weren't alive anymore they had no provisions 
Yeah. They were probably dead. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just saying, like, we don't have any closure on that because nobody ever looked for them. So we yeah. don't know if they were alive or probably dead or where they could have gone. They could have been. What possibility of surviving there was. They could have all, you know, it would be like a lost situation, like mm. the TV show Lost. Are they dead or are they not? I will say that if all of those crew members did get on that boat with no provisions and no resources, just drifting, that was probably the most horrific part of the story. Oh, because God, yeah. ten people on a boat is not going to last very long. And then the hysteria of like, we're all going to die. Usually when people are stuck on a boat like that, they start eating each other. It's just a real thing. It's just true. Well, maybe the brothers are the only ones that brought their stuff because they... They just were the fastest to get their shit, and they're like, well, maybe this will carry us through. Could but, be. I would say I definitely would prefer, if it was me, I would prefer the giant squid <laughs> eating me versus just drifting in a lifeboat with nine other people for God knows how long. And that nine people is not going to last very long. Someone's no get water and no food yeah. and no protection from the sun. Oh, dear God. I mean, the cool. only... let's stop talking about this nightmare. I was going to say, the, <laughs> the one other thing that I can think of is it's possible that the brothers brought their stuff thinking that they would get away. Like, once they got on the boat, maybe they expected yeah. it. There's two of them. And maybe they did. Maybe they landed in Portugal and they're like, new life. And one of them had a kid and a family, but if you are suspects in the Mary Celeste case, you may not have a kid and a family. Maybe there were some things that had been on board the boat that were valuable, that were taken, but they weren't logged or they weren't, you know, or worth looking for. Maybe there were more provisions too, but they were maybe taken. Maybe the treasure was in the empty barrels and there was never alcohol in there. Maybe. Or maybe the treasure was the friendship they had along the way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Have we talked this to death yet? <laughs> that was the Mary Celeste case. It probably will never be solved. No, Likely it's, is not. No, it's not. Just Unless get the you were there. To you back in time. And yeah. Maybe it'll cause it yourself. Anyway, that's the episode. I, I think I don't think we have anything else to wildly speculate on. No. Um, you can find us on the interwebs. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you believe. Let us know if you were there. Let us know if your grandparents were there. Let us know if your great grandparents were there. Let us know if your great 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 grandparents were there. Honestly, let us know. We care. And also, I want to know what happened. <laughs> if you do know more about the German brothers, I would like to know. Indeed. Okay. Yeah. We're on the social medias. Yeah. You can follow us on Facebook, on the Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, you can follow our newsletter. Subscribe. <laughs> Subscribe to our <laughs> newsletter uh, at tinyletter.com slash conspiracy. What? You can also read all the old ones on there. There's an archive, but you should also sign up. So go straight to your inbox and you get it like firstest. Yeah. Sign up, people. What are you doing? There's also some books on this, so check out our Goodreads. We'll put our books on there. That's just Goodreads slash Conspiracy What. And also, if you think we're cool and you want to keep this podcast ad-free, you should check out our Ko-fi, which is ko-fi.com slash Conspiracy What. And you should throw us some cash, like we're little strippers giving you history and conspiracies. Little strippers. <laughs> I just imagine the birds. Why do we have to be little? The birds. <laughs> we're all little birds, just with cameras for heads, you know, <laughs> telling you history. Can I have a dollar? That is becoming so creepy. Uh, but yeah, anyway, everything goes directly towards the show. It just helps us run it, and we're trying to stay away from putting ads on here. So yeah, if you want to. But regardless, thank you for listening. That's like the biggest thing. So, cool. Yeah. I'm Bye. an Allie. That's Allie. Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Jen. And, Bye, Jen. Um, I'm Cameron. Bye, Cam. Remember to always stay stitious and don't drink industrial don't alcohol on a boat. Don't abandon ship. And don't trust squids. <laughs> <laughs>